Hi friends, I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 13 years, 12 good ones, and we have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was five and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and real estate team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Hello, friends. Good to be with you on this afternoon. Well, at least it's afternoon for us. <laughs> All right, we are going to spend 23 minutes. Why 23, babe? We're going to spend 23 on the greatest 23 to ever wear a basketball uniform. Matter of fact, well, probably the greatest to wear a basketball uniform of any number. It's funny, we were... Uh, the Last Dance, I think, is what this episode's going to be called. Uh, that show has been on ESPN. I've seen a number of episodes. I had Adrian watch a couple so she could be reminded of that yeah, era. Of the greatness. Of the greatness <laughs> of that era. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to spend some time talking about um, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, uh, competitiveness, the sports, um, the journey to you know their first championship, but also... You know, so many of the other things that uh, that Mike has, has kind of stood for iconically in American history in that era. Uh, you know, he was a, you know, Coke and McDonald's and Gatorade. There's that old jingle. Wanna be, wanna be like Mike. I had an entire wall dedicated to Michael Jordan. I had uh, one wall dedicated to Mike, one wall dedicated to Tiger, and another wall dedicated to... You know, some of the local heroes, Griffey and Randy Johnson and, you know, Sean Kemp and, and some of those guys. But Mike got his own wall. I had the long wings poster where he had <laughs> he had the basketball palm, for those of you one who remember. And um, I can't remember if he had one on each hand or one on one hand and, and not one on the other. I can't remember. But he probably did. He probably had one in each hand. You know what? I, we could Google it probably real quickly today. But uh, I feel like that's what I remember. But yeah, so obviously I don't know your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Wings poster. Um, and so we're going to talk about Michael Jordan, um, the Chicago Bulls, teamwork, uh, you know, coaching. You know, Phil Jackson is, uh, you know, a big piece of this puzzle, too. Phil's won 11 rings uh, as a coach. He won two as a player. Uh, he won a, as a coach in the NBA. It, you know, he coached in the CBA and, and won one uh, in Albany. Phil Jackson is is a masterful coach. And so I, I do want to talk about the importance of, of coaching uh, and the importance of, of being able to be coached and uh, the importance of holding people accountable to, to goals and, and all those things. But uh, what's your... Adrian, what's your recollection of the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan? From when I was a kid? Yeah. Or from watching the shows? Um, I definitely remember watching him play. And I remember clearly when he went to baseball. I was pretty young, but I do remember it. Um, and then when he came back. But I think what was cool was just seeing how the other players, and they, even in episode four, I think it was when we were watching on episode four, they were talking about how, when Michael was there, he made the other players better. Yeah. And I think that idea of teamwork is so is really cool and just really important. Yeah. And even like talking about Scottie Pippen and about how Scottie Pippen like really grew and developed because of his relationship on the team with Michael Jordan and the way that Michael could 
really fire him up to do even better. And that he could be, Scottie Pippen could be great, but he wasn't, he didn't sort of have it. I think the way that they worded it is that he didn't have that work ethic that Michael Jordan had. But when Michael Jordan was there, he wanted to do better. Yeah, so good. Hey, by the way, I did a fact check. My memory's not, my memory's pretty good. He's one basketball. He's got one basketball in his <laughs> right arm. hand and one arm pointed out like an, a wing of an airplane. That's a good one. You could get that for Tiggy's room. And uh, Tiggy does need that. You know, Tiger <laughs> was born on the first day of the PGA Championship, and Tiger did get to see Tiger win the Masters and the Tour Championship. Uh, so it's been pretty fun for Tiger, let me tell you. He hasn't talked much about it yet. Uh, but I know, I know deep inside as we've watched Tiger, uh, win those tournaments, he's been, he's been really excited. I know the kids have been excited for Tiger to see Tiger win. <laughs> so, uh, there's a, there's a, just a number of things that, um, that I think that we can hit on. And, and yeah, we could start there. Let's start with, you know, what the importance of demanding. You know, uh, we were having, uh, one of our kids was, not really wanting to do the things that she needed to do. And so that narrows it down to three. And, uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, and Adrian, uh, leaned into her and, um, you know, really forcibly kind of let her know that she, she needed to do certain things. And, and I think that there's a, there's a skill and an art to demanding of people. And, and you know what? I'll, I'll say it this way. If you want to be great, you want people to demand of you. And we somewhere in the last generation or two, for sure in America have, I believe, demanded less as a whole of our kids. And I think that we are seeing some of those trailing results uh, with some of the key metrics that you would, you would look at worldwide. Uh, And so I just would, you know, encourage us to, to take a look at where do we allow people to demand of us and uh, where are we bold enough? And that's certainly what Mike had, too, uh, was this courage to demand of others. And now, to be clear, you know, the leader ha- has to go the way, you know, too. And that's the thing about what Scotty and some of those guys said is, is because Mike was so relentless in his pursuit mm-hmm. of excellence that you felt like if you didn't bring it every day that you didn't belong. Mm. And so... I mean, that's so true though, right? You Doesn't everybody have those friends that's like, you want to... Oh, you're going on a run? Oh, why don't you come hang out with me instead? Let's just sit on the couch and binge watch Netflix. <laughs> that, they, yeah, and if you guys... I, I haven't mentioned this guy in a while, but David Goggins has a great... I think he was on a Joe Rogan podcast. And he... He talks about that. He goes, he goes, you know, I don't want the guy, you don't want the guy who's like, hey man, it's all good. You've been working hard. Take, let's take a break. He goes, uh, you know, and in the Navy SEALs, they have a sign down in Coronado Island on, uh, the entrance, I believe, into their barracks, uh, at night when they're going through buds, which is their, uh, basically SEAL training boot camp. And, you know, they have the bell that you ring and, and a lot of guys don't make it through. More guys tap out than make it through. It's a very hard and arduous thing to accomplish. But as you walk into that room, it says, uh, the only easy day was yesterday. And what a great analogy though. That's what Goggins would say. He goes, he goes, I want the guy in my corner who's like, who's like, 
man, stop being a punk. Get your shoes on. Let's go for a run. Right? That's just, you know, or the guy who says, uh, man, I'm tired. And you're like, oh, what, what do you mean? Why are you so tired? You know, cause I, cause I know tomorrow I gotta, I gotta wake up and do this shit all over again. <laughs> and that's the, but that's the type of distinction that a guy like Michael Jordan has. And we see these distinguished, um, characters, if you will, in all areas of society. And I, and I think so often we look to the Michael, this pedestal of, uh, you know, of example, if you will, to relentless pursuit of, of his craft. But what about everybody that's listening here? I mean, mm-hmm. we can be relentless in our pursuit of being great parents. If you're a parent, we can be relentless in our pursuit of being great friends. We can be relentless in our pursuit of making every day our masterpiece. We can be relentless in our pursuit of, of being a great son or daughter if our parents are still alive. I mean, we can, and or carrying their legacy on in a way in which would make them proud. I mean, there are a lot of things that, you know, if, if you're in, in the marketplace, relentless pursuit of excellence in your craft so that you can, you can show up in a way that helps move somebody along because that's really all the marketplace does is provide answers and solutions for people uh, for their days and their lives to be better. So yeah, um, I, think, I think what's really cool about that too is that even throughout Michael Jordan's relentless pursuit of his of bettering his craft, he didn't stop. He didn't not stop to celebrate. You know, he didn't not at the end of a game if they won a game, they celebrated afterwards. And I think the celebration piece is so important. And they suffered losses. So you <laughs> right, yeah. you celebrate and suffer losses. Yeah, that's the hallmark of a winner. Remember, so they, we, yeah, I mean, you reflect on that loss and you figure out what you're going to do about it. You get your mind right. Get your mind right. You know, and it's maybe funny. That, maybe for Mike, that was going to the casino. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that she mentions get your mind right because a, a friend of mine, we used to have a get your mind right station and, uh, I was on Instagram and, uh, Derek Peterson and, and Derek, while we were watching season four of The Last Dance, episode four, episode four he said, he sent me a text and he said, uh, cause I've been preaching to the next generation. Like, listen, I get it. I get it. Kobe's good. I get it. LeBron is, is great. And Steph Curry's good. And these guys, but they, none of these guys, none of these guys are, are Mike. And, uh, he finally, this is just, this is just God working in all our lives right here. He sent me a text while we're watching it says, Jordan is was. Better than LBJ, LeBron James. I stand corrected. <laughs> wow. And, and you know, that's, that shows a lot of integrity too. Um, and, and, and so, you know, they celebrated in his point. They celebrated like crazy when they won. Uh, you know, if you heard one of their breakdowns, uh, it, it says it's going to start with hard work and it's going to end in champagne. I love that <laughs> quote. It's going to start, it's going to start with hard work and it's going to end in champagne. And, um, you also saw when they lost to the Detroit Pistons in, in game seven, you know, that, um, how tough it was and the silence in the, in the locker room. And, you know, you can really only feel that feeling if you're totally invested. Sometimes I've seen and here, watch this from time to time. Uh, you can, when you're really striving for something, and you really believe in the in the cause, and you really believe in what you're doing, and and you're totally invested in it, and and it doesn't go your way, 
And there's one or two people who seem unaffected. And let me tell you what. It is in that moment that you you get a glimpse as to why you lost. It, because when, when people are all in, I remember Super Bowl 48 was like this. I've seen a guy outside Super Bowl 48. <clears throat> he sold his ticket to go to the game. 24-year-old kid. And I'm like, or sorry, sold his truck to buy his ticket to the game. And I'm like, you did? So we're in New York. And, and I go, do you have a family? He's like, no. And he goes, I wasn't going to miss this for the world. And I thought to myself, we got some of the right people here today. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, Marshawn was that whole two weeks leading up all about that action, boss. Locked in. Russ at halftime took a shower, reset his mind, even though we were up 22 to nothing, and, and, and played every minute and every ounce of that game completely and totally invested. And I'm not going to suggest that in 49 we weren't totally invested, but I'll tell you the team that we played who hadn't been to the Super Bowl in eight years and who had lost a heartbreaker to the New York Giants on the last drive of the game with a ridiculously heroic catch uh, to defeat the New England Patriots who were undefeated. They hadn't lost a game. They had won 18 games in a row, right? 16 in a regular season. This is my recollection. You can fact check me on this. But they lost. And so eight years later, they get back to the Super Bowl. Let me tell you what. New England was hungry. <laughs> they were hungry. And we had just won a Super Bowl. And, and we're launching a, you know, Russ is launching a website and, you know, we're, we got guys blogging about their Super Bowl journey and we're pooping out footballs in the third quarter and taking 15 yard penalties. And as we all know, somehow we decided to throw the ball from the one with the greatest back in the league. And this is not Monday morning quarterbacking because you know what? Every one of those guys did everything they could, the best that they could on that given day. But at the end of the day, the team we played was more invested. And that's why they won. And 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 nobody will ref- argue me that on that point because it is just how life works. It's like uh, Adrian's grandpa one time. Her mom came home, and remember this? She had a report card, and uh, <laughs> she had an A for effort and a B in the class. <laughs> an A for effort and yet a B in the class. Do you remember what your grandpa told the teacher? My, <laughs> my grandpa said, well, that's just ridiculous. If she had given her full effort, an A's worth an effort, she would have an A in the class. Yeah, or or just tell me my kid is stupid. I mean, at the end of the day, there's always a level of effort that you can exude to get an A. That's that that's just the that's just the reality. And so if you're invested in getting an A, you're gonna get an A. It's uh, Russ talks about no time to sleep, right? We we used to have no time to sleep. I I, I subtly joked that I think we found a little time to sleep. And and so and to do things <laughs> that matter and that are great and that, that I think uh, I think that Coach Boehner's dad, the late Tom Boehner Senior, he said to me one time. He said. Uh, he said, man, you know, I'm excited about this kid out of Virginia. And Russ was the backup quarterback at the time. Uh, he, we just drafted him, and I'm excited about Flynn, Matt Flynn, Flynn Sanity, happy day. It's about time we got a quarterback. I think T-Jack had run his race three years previously, but he was still playing quarterback or whatever. And, uh, and he says, uh, oh, yeah, this kid out of Virginia, he says, let alone football. He goes, Malibu was three at the time. He goes, she's going to vote for him for president one day. And so, hey, you know what? If if that if that's the price we pay for 
for a little less practice and a little less effort, then Lord knows we need some people to save us, Russ. So keep at the good <laughs> fight. So, but Mike, but you know, Mike and, and Michael was, uh, he was so everywhere he went, it was a spectacle. You know, he was, he was the most recognizable person on the planet, um, at the time. You know, Kobe actually got to this type, like, like somewhat similar levels of recognition. You know, I was in Haiti and, uh, a kid wanted to play basketball, Vincent, and he just said, Kobe, Kobe. And, uh, he, that's the only English he knew. And people knew how oh, that's basketball. So Mike, Everybody wanted to be like Mike. Everybody dreamed of taking the last shot like Mike. Uh, but I, don't, I just, again, I don't think people understand quite, maybe they do now more, how relentless he was at everything he could do. He always was paranoid that if he wasn't practicing, somebody else was. Yeah, he, he had made a comment in one of, them, one of the episodes that we watched that people say they, would, they, want, to be like, they want to be Mike for a day or a week. He goes or even a year it's hard yeah you don't want to be like you don't want to be like yeah <laughs> you don't want to be yeah 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 he's it, it, because it, he just relentlessly pursued excellence and uh and that's why you know when he he did he retired for a couple of years and went and played baseball uh you know he had they had won three you know it took him seven years to win the first one and they rattled three off and and the the amount of effort and energy that it takes it, to to be as good as they were uh, took a toll. And let's talk about his dad. You know, his dad dies, and uh, I was going to talk about the more positive side. Well, like, but, what a good support person. Yeah, I mean, and so that's when he took the time off. But yeah, he was his dad was uh, always in his corner, and uh, he always. Uh, he always gave Mike an ear to sound off of, and you know he, his dad always thought Mike should play baseball, um, and obviously he was pretty good at basketball, <laughs> and uh, but his his dad uh, James Jordan, I believe was his name. He was uh, he was very supportive. You know his mom hasn't gotten a ton of airtime in this, but his mom was very 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 supportive as well in her own way he mike had two parents who really supported their kids and encouraged them uh to do the right things you know his dad said if uh if you don't straighten up he's taking away sports and he meant it and mike said from that day forward he goes i i did i couldn't i couldn't imagine life without sports you know my parents did that one time with me and they uh Said if you don't get this accomplished uh, or squared away, you're gonna sit in your your little league baseball game, and I I didn't think they would do it, and they did, and you know what I got A's from there on, and so I loved loved sports. I loved I still love sports to this day. You know my grandpa loved sports, and so um, I, mean, I think it's a that's a piece of the accountability yeah. though that it's not just about that you're going to encourage and support them in their dreams, but that you're going to help to keep them in line as well that i mean as a parent and you have to and, be I mean, one i guess and even as even as good friends like you're going to call out their crap when they're doing things you know is stupid and you're going to 
And you have to be willing to bear the pain, right? So the pain that was the, that was a painful thing to do. Say you're not going to start, you're not going to play in this little league game. That's a painful thing to do. My parents love watching me play sports. Um, you know, I don't know if my aunt ever missed a game. Um, if you don't have kids, doing something that makes your kids cry is not fun. <laughs> makes your kids upset is not fun. So it is a hard. It is the hard path. It is. And it's that's we have a we have a little motto, you know. It's supposed to be hard. Um, there are times where it's going to be hard, and pain is often a touchstone of growth. You know, the the cliches are usually cliches because they're true. You know, no pain, no gain. And uh, you know, we we could try to tinker with the truth, but the truth, is, you know, is the truth. And uh, I think that's. It's a clear reality. It's uh, no pain, no gain, and um, and that's why Mike says, you know, you don't you don't want to be Mike. Uh, the guys that trained him, and you know, and and people in around him, and the just the continued relentless pursuit of excellence. You know, the other thing I liked about Mike. Got a couple minutes left before we get to twenty three. <laughs> he always he always encouraged kids. You know, he had a heart for kids, and. Uh, I think that shows shows a lot about uh, his character, his mm, his you sure. know his deep down inside uh, of who he is. Uh, you can watch the games, and you can watch the competitiveness, and you can watch the toughness, and he obviously had those things. And um, but he he all he often would would take a kid to the locker room. He'd he'd always sit and, and sign. Even bringing kids yeah. down into the locker room that he'd met during the game. Yeah, and I think that's a legacy for us all to continue to look to is is uh, how can we encourage the next generation? Uh, I think there's there's power and importance in in uh, supporting uh, people who are younger, and you know, really, they're the dreamers of America. And so, in this time and age, right now that we're in, I really look to the kids um, because they 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 don't know any better. Uh, and, and dang it on us to, to try to, to keep it that way, you know, that, that to allow them to be creative and to see solutions and answers and instead of problems and frustration and despair, uh, in a, in a midst of such a difficult time, I call it sweet quarantine. Maybe we'll have another episode called sweet quarantine. Sweet quarantine. Bump, bump, bump. Yeah. So, okay, so anyway. Okay. So to summarize, surround yourself. By an awesome team, somebody that people are going to help to keep you accountable. Your squad. Your squad. Get your squad encourage. right. <laughs> and encourage the crap out of you. And let because your... things are going to be hard. Mm-hmm. So you don't want people laughing at you when you're down. No, and you want them invested. So it's hard on everybody. It's hard on everybody. <laughs> when you lose, it should be hard on everybody. And when you win, everybody should be excited. Check those two things. When when you win, watch who's cheering. You better hope it's everybody that is close to you. When you lose, watch who's, who's disappointed. You better hope it's everybody that's close to you. That's how you get your squad right. And Mike, we got to go here, but Mike was relentless in that. And he would burn it down to make sure that people were all on the same page. That's all I got. <laughs> Bam. Have a great week. Bye, friends. Everybody wants to be like Mike. Ha <laughs>
Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. It means so much when you leave us a review and share with your friends. Bye.